0: third of the three new york derbies coming up on sunday at red bull arena today on red bull weekly connor late and i break down the one nothing win over miami and get into the big matchup against the team in blue on sunday we also spend some time with new york red bull two forward luther archimed this is matt Harmon from the new york red bull radio network thanks for joining us for another episode of red bull weekly <laughs> Big weekend coming up for the New York Red Bulls against NYCFC, the third of the three derbies this year, and three huge points that will be on the line. New York taking care of business during the course of this past weekend against uh, Inter-Miami, finished up with a fantastic fireworks show. Uh, was off the charts. Welcoming you back into another episode of Red Bull Weekly with my podcast partner, Connor Late. I'm Matt Harmon from the New York Red Bull Radio Network. Looking forward to this one. Uh, Connor, we'll spend a couple of minutes here in the beginning, as we always do, kind of breaking down last week. And then we'll have uh, Luther Archimed from New York Red Bull 2 coming on to give us a couple of minutes as well. Really, really big win in in what wasn't always the prettiest of games against Inter-Miami. But I think we've all gotten to the point of this, right? October. We're not doing it for style points anymore. It is all about just figuring ways to get into the postseason.
1: Absolutely. I, you throw beautiful the beautiful game out the window at this point point. just get results. Uh, a Extremely massive three points against Miami. And I think, yeah, it wasn't perfect, but it was effective. And, you know, anytime you get three points, you're not going to look back and, you know, be too hard on yourself. You're like, you know, we found a way to get an ugly three points. You know, maybe it's maybe it's ugly. Maybe it's you know we're being a little hard. But I think overall it's very promising. And I think if you rewind the clock a little bit, a couple of weeks ago, and you tell that you're gonna be in the position you are right now, I think you'd be thrilled. This would be best case scenario a couple of weeks ago, and Listen, it's all to play for. It's it's all in the hands of the guys right now. I think you, you get to play a lot of the guys in front of you, you know, a couple of the teams around you battling for that spot. And I think if you do make it into the playoffs, I think arguably this is probably going to be the most prepared that this team has been in a long time to get into the playoffs.
0: You know, Connor, you mentioned the schedule coming up and and not only just the way that it falls. So So here's what's coming up for New York, ironically enough. They will play NYCFC on Sunday at Red Bull Arena, a team that at the beginning of the week here is three points ahead. so huge game right there. Just get that right out of the way. Then they'll play a Columbus team in Ohio, which at the beginning of the week is three points behind, so it'll either be even you know some some sort of point difference uh going into into that game that in in essence becomes a way to eliminate a team if you can get points against nycfc and then get points against columbus maybe the crew have fallen uh out of it a little bit then you've got dc united down in the nation's capital a team that's also right now three points ahead then you play montreal a team that oh by the way is three points ahead and then you'll finish with atlanta and nashville i mean i i think it's the way and and listen it's completely random luck but just the way that the schedule has fallen You are in essence playing, if you count Atlanta and then throw in Montreal, NYC and DC, you're playing four teams that sit immediately in front of you, but immediately in front of you, all of them, no more than three points out. It's just, it's crazy to me the way this schedule has turned out.
1: It's, it really is wild. And if you look about, (laughs) I mean, who knows, you could even get a home game in the playoffs. If a couple of results go your way and you continue on this, this run, I think it's 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 pretty wild how things have sh- shook out, and I think it's credit to the Red Bulls the way they've performed over the past couple of weeks. It's been very very impressive the way they've rallied together and some extreme pressure pack situations, and they've rose to the occasion. And I think it's credit to them, credit to Gerhard who's got them going in a good way. And I think they just got to keep riding this wave. And it you know NYCFC another huge game to not only get a massive three points that will put you level with them, but an, a rivalry game. And you want to win this matchup for the year in a 2021 uh, Hudson River Derby. So I think that's going to be a, a massive game. And I'm really looking forward to it on Sunday.
0: You know, unbelievable the way that uh, the first two games went, right? That was the back-to-back between New York and New York City. Red Bull was able to get uh, four of the six points. And it's an NYCFC team, which – um to me, has been one of the more perplexing teams of the season here in Major League Soccer, especially in the East, because if you if you look at it, you'd say one of the most talented teams, but they've had uh, red card issues, believe it or not, the last several games. They've got injury issues now with Anton Tenerholm out for the remaining part of the year, and that's a guy that is is in essence the blood, sweat, and tears of that roster, and and the way that the team is put together. But then you factor in it's got to be a team that's so angry the way that the two games went against Red Bull when they played um, in September. So this game, speaking of fireworks from the other night, this game sets up to have plenty of them because I think these teams have now developed a, a deeper dislike for one another than was even there before.
1: Absolutely. And I think that was the big thing going into this matchup for the year is getting these guys exposed to the Derby and get them into these games, get them to know the other players and develop a little bit of bad blood. And I think that bad blood has been uh, developed over the past couple of weeks or the past couple of games against them. And so I think NYCFC clearly is got to be very upset with the uh, way the first two games went and, you know, they're going to come out swinging in this one. And for Red Bull, I think it's you gotta, you know, approach it the same way that they did. I think, uh, sure, that they've got some injuries, some red card issues, but Red Bulls have been in that same position. They've been counted out, and uh, you see how they responded. So you have to expect that you're going to see the best from NYCFC, and uh, yeah, it's going to set up for some more fireworks in a in a different way come Sunday.
0: You know, I think uh, Steve and I mentioned this the other day. You've got six games remaining, the reason that the Miami game was so important was that was the game that you had in hand, and now you don't necessarily have that in hand anymore. Now you're pushing forward into these final six, and you're going to say, Connor, in in a year where it hasn't been great at Red Bull Arena, you have to make sure that you win your home games. I mean, at this point, I think the team's used to the pressure because of the hole that they dug themselves and playing the way that they have in this great run over the course of the last six games. But there's really not a whole lot of room for error if you want to continue to have destiny in your own hands and not win the games at Red Bull Arena.
1: That's, you know, at minimum, you have to get three points each game at home. And I think you're walking into each game, you know, you need not that you don't walk into any game expecting three points, but some of the road matches, you know, they're going to be tough and you're just trying to get a draw. But I think, you know, NYCFC... Uh, you have Montreal at home, and then uh, Atlanta at home. Those those have to be nine points that you have in the bank there, and then you know you've got a fighting claw on the road, which are going to be tough games as well. But I think at home at Rebel Arena, three points in every game is uh you know the the floor. That's that's exactly where you have to start, and you know the rest are, are going to be battles on the road in you know, tough places to play where there's pressure pack games again. But listen, this team's, like I said, they've been used to it. They've been playing in these pressure games since late summer. Uh, You know, people counting points, seeing the teams ahead of you moving up and people have counted Red Bulls out since really the, really the summer. They haven't expected them to be in the position that they are today. So uh, impressive way that they've responded. And I think they're going to just continue to build on this momentum. And, you know, that starts Sunday and, I think it's. Listen, we got to buckle our seatbelts up because this is going to be a wild one to finish the year.
0: Connor, tell me, tell me a little, a little bit, and I think at some point before the end of the year, we'll try and get him back on. He's a former teammate of yours, and Sean Davis has played every minute of every single game this year. And 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 to be fair, um, Gerhard Struber is on record basically saying, "I can't take this guy off the field." You know, just like any other person, Sean can be sometimes a lightning rod for the fans when things aren't going well. And you have to wear that as a captain. That's part of being a captain of, of a team in an organization. But it's unbelievable to me that he, he looks like he's getting better the longer the season goes on. Instead of a guy like so many would that's wearing down.
1: Listen, I think Sean has been the MVP this year. He he has kept this team together. Uh obviously listen he's played every single minute, which is unbelievable in itself you know, I think that the most impressive part is the way that he's played the entire year within those minutes. It's been a really a renaissance year for him where he showed this is him at his best right now. And I think, you know, there's who knows even where Sean's best is right now because he's played, he's been such a solid player since he's come into the team, but has taking on the leadership role, guiding them through a pandemic season, uh, you know, 2021, not being any easier. It's, it's been absolutely wild. And to see him grow into the role he he has taken as a leader, but also it's, it's hard at times when you have so much on the outside worrying about what you're doing individually and trying to better yourself as a, as a player for the team. So, but he's this off season. I don't know what Sean Davis did, but I think he's going to have to write a book on it for some of these young Academy players coming up on how to approach a season and how to work hard because Whatever he did, he's got to keep doing because he's just having a, a magnificent year, and I think I, I'm thrilled to see it. Obviously, being a homegrown guy, being the first homegrown captain, he, he's showing so well for the club, for the academy, and inspiring so many people around him.
0: Kickoff set for one o'clock. It's an early start for us on Sunday. Steve and I will have the Pre-game show an hour prior to kickoff. Looking forward to it. Hopefully you can join us on the New York Red Bull Radio Network, New York Red Bull app, New We'll take a quick break here. Uh, Connor, before we do, a guy that you you have seen more than I have, I've had the the ability to see him a couple of times in person during the course of this year. And think of the stories that we try and tell here on the Red Bull Weekly Podcast. This one is is an interesting one and well, as well in in terms of um, Luther Arsham when you when you think of it you know struggling to just even get here for the season but also having an opportunity to play for his national team during the course of the summer so many fun little things to talk about and another guy in terms of Red Bull two which has had a tough season but another guy that looks like just starting to tap into his potential
1: yeah I think Luther is such an interesting story uh we're super excited to have him on today to talk to him but what an up and down 2021 he's had, I think obviously starting out the year on such a high getting drafted in the first round for the New York rebels out of Syracuse. He, you know, it, it took seeming like forever for him to actually get here goes to the national team. I know he got banged up a little bit there. And so when he did finally get here, he was recovering and it took a while to integrate him back into the team. And it, it seemed like uh, we waited so long to get him on the field, but once he did, he, he brings such a a different look to this Red Bull two team. He uh, obviously a a huge presence. He's a super tall kid. Uh, I think he's even still growing into his body, still filling out a little bit, but you can tell he's got a lot to his game that John Wollonek likes. Uh, You know, he was able to score in the last game. The reaction from him was, it was incredible. I'm sure it, all that work, all you know, the hurdles that he had to cross to get here and finally have that moment was incredible. But even his first game on the field, he comes in, he's a natural nine, and he just how 2021 has gone for Rebel too. He he comes in and he's playing right back, uh, you know, off the start. So I'm interested to see how how that was for him and kind of but he he still had a huge smile on his face just to be on the field with the team. And uh I think he's he brings such a great presence to the locker room. He's everyone around the team. Loves him. He, he's he got such a great personality. So we're excited to get him on here today and learn a little bit more about him. But definitely want to, you know, hopefully finish out 2021 strong. And hopefully 2022 will go a little bit smoother for Luther.
0: That's coming up after we take a quick break. Red Bull Weekly brought to you by the New Jersey Institute of Technology. Luther Archimed coming up after just this quick timeout. New York Red Bulls Weekly, brought to you in part by the New Jersey Institute of Technology. NJIT makes industry-ready engineers in more than 20 fields. If it's engineering, it's at NJIT. Number one in the nation for student upward economic mobility. Learn more at njit.edu. As we mentioned before the break, an up-and-down year for New York Red Bull too, And we've been really fortunate enough to be able to talk with some of the young players on that roster, and another opportunity here today, um, and Connor and I just talking about the story of Luther Arshamed and his kind of journey here to the New York Red Bulls, which in 2021 has been very challenging. Luther, a, a very good, I'll say, morning here um, as we record. Thanks so much for giving us some some time, and if you don't mind, just just pick up for you. What what a crazy roller coaster kind of year it's been in terms of getting drafted, and then. Finally being able to get yourself on the field in August.
2: Yeah. So thank you for letting me talk, for letting me be in this show. So yeah, this year has been crazy. Like I got drafted like maybe like in January. So excited to finally join the team, join like the New York Red Bull family. So excited. Then went to preseason. Everything went well. Nice coaching staff. Nice group. First team amazing. Amazing guys. Amazing captain. Amazing. Uh, Precision in uh, Florida was actually pretty good. Then I had like some issue with my visa. So I had to go back in France, stay one month, train by myself. So it was kind of depressing. But you know, you just have to trust the process, stay focused, and do your stuff. And then I had a call from like my national team telling me about like uh, the Gold Cup. So this one was crazy because we played against such like good teams like Jamaica, some amazing teams. It was amazing, amazing feeling. Then unlucky I pulled like my hamstrings, so it was really tough. Then came back in Red bull injured. So it was really tough. But just being part of the group, be able to support my teammates, be able to watch the games, be able to be there in the local with them, talk with younger guys. Talk with the coach was already a good thing. So work hard to get my chances, and once I got it, try to do my best of the team the best I can. You know, hard work always pays. So you just have to do whatever you have to do, and that's it.
0: When you think of it, Luther, from a from a perspective of um, at at twenty two years old, having all these little hurdles, I, I would think for for some that becomes a lot mentally to have it just kind of wear you down. How have you st- – I mean, listen, look at you this morning. You got a huge smile on your face. I have to imagine it's because you, you just like seeing Connor so much uh, through, through a video screen. But, but how do you stay – how do you stay positive during all of that?
2: I mean, it's football. Football, you always, like, have some good moments and some bad moments, and you have to deal with the bad moments. And, you know, everyone – as is processed. So like, sometimes it's not as quick as you want it, but you still have to have faith in it, still have to work hard and your chance is gonna come. And once it's gonna come, you're gonna be able to accept the challenge and do the best you can to respond to it. So just have to keep faith, working hard, Uh, communicate also with your family. I think it's really important to get the support from your family, the support also from your coach, your teammates, and then I mean you're a professional soccer player, so you just have to do your job, and that's it. Then when your chance is gonna come, you just have to take it.
1: Luther, yeah, you know, Matt talks about that smile, and I, I don't think that smile's ever been so big than uh September 30th, you know. You, the game against Loudoun. You get that ball in the back of the net, you know, Kyle puts a great ball in the box. You I called it the changeup, you know, you headed it. T- that's how you're taught as a, as a striker to head the ball down. You had the ball down and then did a nice little loop over the goalkeeper right in the back of the net. Talk, walk us through that feeling, getting your first goal for Red Bull too. Obviously you worked so hard, but uh, you know, you, you could tell that it was just a huge relief for you and you know, your teammates were so happy. Walk us through that moment.
2: Uh, yeah, so I saw Kyle up with the ball, I just go second post, I'm like, yeah, just put it for me and that's it. And I'm just going to do my best to try to score it. But I had it, try to put it on the ground, but I kind of miss it. But I got lucky <laughs> with the bounce. and <laughs> So everything's fine. And finally, I score like my first goal. So like, I'm so happy, like, because like it was a tough game. So I'm so happy to have the team, so happy to score my first uh, professional game, professional game and finally you know hard work space so like every time you get like a a goal and assist you get like a start it's always good for your confidence it's always good to build confidence so amazing feeling amazing like feeling to score under those colors so it was like crazy and like my teammates was happy for me so coach was happy for me so it was actually a great feeling
1: it's amazing uh, i also want to talk your your debut Uh, So when you you come on for the first time for Rebel 2 after, like you mentioned, some visa issues, training by yourself in France, uh, you know, coming in with with an injury and, you know, trying to deal with that. Then you come on the field, you know, we're used to seeing you, you know, a big number nine, but you come on the field and you're playing right back. It's been a crazy year for Rebel 2, you know, people all over the place. What was that moment like? Obviously thrilled to be on the field, but then you're playing right back. Have you ever played right back before?
2: Uh, when i was with the first team actually like i did precision as a left back so. Okay. <laughs> so but it was like it was new to me like it's just but you just you on the field so you're just excited to be on the field and then like you just have to have this grinta you just have to want it and then once you're on the field you're not scared of no one so whoever is in front of you it's just like a, a, a fight you just have to fight him and get be better than him to like maybe like make him suffer and make him make you look good so but just be there, confident, try to talk, communicate a lot with my center back because I don't really know the position. But at the end of the day, it's just about intensity. It's just about what you like, your mindset, what you can bring and like help the team. You can help the team by communicate. You can help your team also by your fighting spirit. So I just got in and tried to like communicate the most I can and like really try to share like my fighting spirit. So I was happy to make my debut. So I was just excited.
0: Luther, Luther, you have to understand, right? Connor can't figure out if you're a striker, how dare you come and play a position in the back? Because I mean, listen, I, you know, from, from my days of, of coaching at a much different level youth soccer and some high school stuff, I used to tell, players all the time sometimes the best defenders are those who used to play as an attacker but all that does is really angry the anger the guys who play in the back because they can't really go forward they only have to stay in the back um but you know it's it's just so it's so fun to listen to you and and have just a a framework of being positive about everything right i mean what what gets you down what depresses you luther
2: I mean, since you're a kid, you just dream about being a professional soccer player. You go through a lot, you don't have vacation, you you just work hard every day since you're a little kid. So once you're there, it's really hard to get your spot. So like every minute you get, every chance that you get, it's like, it's a blessing. So you just have to enjoy it, take it, embrace it, and like do your best to, do your, to make everyone proud. Everyone proud like back home, everyone proud like, even in France, I, because I had a lot of teammates in France. So I just want to like do my best to make everyone proud and like make my country also proud. So it's just about blessing and enjoying the blessing.
0: You know, you, you talk about your connection, obviously to France. Uh, you're, you're born in Guadeloupe, and then you spend a lot of time in France before coming stateside for Syracuse. T- tell me a little bit about what you've learned in all of your little stops along the way from um being a being a soccer player and and just being a person.
2: So I left home really early because when even when I was in Guadeloupe, I had to leave home like maybe at twelve to go like in a kind of an academy over there where like best players train. So I left home early. Then at fifteen, I moved in France in a small club. So like I was new to the weather because in Guadeloupe it's really warm all year, and I, I got France it's kind of freezing. So just learn to how to deal with that. Then you start to understand like what the professional world means, like because players are really good next to you. So you just learn like, oh, so the level is here. So you just have to like bring the intensity, bring like your hard work even higher. And then you enter in a good academy. I went in social, like social was amazing. Amazing team, I had amazing teammates was really crazy like you just enjoy playing so it was just a blessing be around those guys train with them and then you know you train with the first team so like you see really what's like high level means like in terms of technical ability physical ability but like what i remember the most with like my experience at social even like communique- communicating with the coach is about like intensity you just have to do like trying even when you train, trying to do it with intensity. And at the end of the day, once you train with intensity, you just like play with intensity. So even though you may be not the most technical, you may be not the most physical, but once you put intensity, everything gonna be okay. So that's what I really learned, like in France. Then I moved at Syracuse University, it was like a oh, other challenge Also, like it was way different. First time in the US, like, I really learned at university, at Circus University the most like physical aspects. Like had like amazing roommates, amazing teammates. And I think I really learned like what consistency means. Like wake up early to do your extra pushups, extra workout, go late to do your stretching, go late to do your yoga. So it's just about like embracing the chance that you got and that's it. It seems
1: like you've had some good stops along the way. And I- I mean, listen, you talk about going to France and it's freezing, but then you go to Syracuse. I mean, <laughs> it couldn't be any further from Guadeloupe. You know, winters oh, in Syracuse. How did a kid from Guadeloupe manage a, a winter in Syracuse? Tell me that.
2: So, actually, I didn't even know Syracuse University was that high. Honestly, when <laughs> I went there, I thought it was like New York City. So,
1: <laughs>
2: so I just went there and then... I was I was like, wow, so I'm really not in New York City. So like the weather was freezing, but at the end of the day, you just have good times for your teammates. So you don't really mind the weather, but it's different. You just have to deal with it. It's different. So you just stay a little bit more time inside than outside. But you just have to deal with it.
1: Little you you missed out. You you went to the wrong biggie school. You should have gone to St. John's. That's it. You would have been in New York City. You missed out, man. <laughs>
2: No, I see I can sit nah nah.
1: Come on, man. Come on. Say Johns, man. <laughs> uh, that, that's so funny. Um and then tell tell us about kind of that, that first international call up. Uh, you know, getting to represent your country on the on the national level, you know, the senior team. What was that moment like for you and how proud of you were or how proud of you was your family? What what was that moment like for your whole family?
2: So I had actually like a call up when I was younger, when I did my professional debut with social uh, in France. But then after like two, three years, I haven't been called. So like it was really hard. I was like, damn, so maybe my game wasn't that good. Or maybe like I should be doing a little bit more to get other calls. So once I got drafted by New York Red Bull, did a good season with Circus University. And then the coach... Call me, it's like, wow, that's a huge deal because like it's a huge competition. Like you play against such amazing team and you just like play with all the guys, with professional guys also. So you just go there trying to talk to them, trying to be better because even when you talk to them, you can learn a lot. So you're just trying to learn from their experiences and that's it. And once you get the chance to play, even if it's one minute, you just embrace it do your best and just enjoy it because that's not everyone's gonna pay for their nationality so it's just doing your best to make your country proud to make everyone back home proud and like to wrap your country to put like a for everyone to be able to like put guadeloupe on the maps so you just have to do your best and show like the value of guadeloupe and that's it
0: all right luther well i've been saving this one kind of towards the end of the podcast um, you keep saying Guadalupe. How frustrating is it for you to hear people refer to it oftentimes as Guadalupe?
2: I mean, even, even they don't even say my name correctly. So I do not mind them to say Guadalupe. So at the end of the day, honestly, it's just trying every time to tell them, no, it's not Guadalupe, it's Guadalupe. So just do your best to you try again and again. But even for my name, still now, people don't call me, but... By my name, they're calling by a weird name, so I just take it and whatever, and that's
0: it. Uh, all right, so that was my second question, and then and then Connor can pick up from here. First Red Bull Two game that I had to cover, I walked into the stadium, and I, and I think you weren't playing up until that point, but clearly we were going to talk about you, and it was Luther Archimede. Now <laughs> then then I came back a month later, and all of a sudden your name had completely ta- changed to. <laughs> Arshamed. and I'm like wait 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 a minute wait a minute is this some kind of is this kind of joke but that's another one that's another one for you right I mean it it seems like for you it wouldn't even matter what people call you
2: I mean at the end of the day me I just I'm just a normal professional soccer player so like whatever they call me outside the beach I don't really care like at the end of the day I just want to do to, to do my best on the field to help my teammates help the team to win games to like be be proud to everyone, to be proud of this team, to be proud of those. this value of this team. So, at the end of the day, I don't really care. Like, yeah, my name is Archimed, but in the same time, Oshimed is in France. So, I don't know how you're supposed to say it in English. So, like, just do your best on the field and whatever happened outside the field happen.
1: Uh, I thought I thought we were gonna find out what actually made him angry there. That's, that that could have been the one thing, but then he's like, you know what? Whatever. As long as I'm scoring, they're gonna have to start pronouncing your name right if you're banging in goals in the back of the net. All right. Exactly. So, no,
0: Connor. I think we heard the anger. If 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 we if you went back and re-listened to the podcast, there was a big deep breath when yeah. I said Guadalupe. <laughs> that was ang- that was angry for Luther. That was it. That's what we got it right there.
1: I don't know. That might have been his Syracuse yoga breathing though. <laughs> ha, da,
0: da.
2: maybe you just have to breathe in, breathe out, exactly <laughs> you,
1: got, you got it down, nothing really phases you, I like it, I like it Luther uh, tell us, I mean big thing for rookies coming in in preseason uh, with the Red Bulls obviously you had to have a performance I'm sure in preseason can you give us a little insight on did you do a little singing, a little dancing What what was that in preseason that you did for the team
2: So actually, I didn't do it because we had to do it, but something came up and we didn't do it. So I got lucky, but it was normally a a battle against some of the guys, but I didn't do it. But but with New York Wable 2, I actually sung a great song from Mario, Let Me Love You. It was Uh, pretty
1: nice. Okay. I was about to say, if you didn't do anything yet, we were going to have to have you do it here.
2: Oh, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs)
1: but i'm glad you did it i'm glad you did and hey good pick as well but uh off the field stuff do you have any hidden talents that we should know outside of i guess singing mario what what do you do in your free time that that makes luther luther
2: so i'm a big family guy so my free time is about like calling my family spending time with my family and just enjoying life because at the end of the day we just have a chance to be there and just like Enjoying it, even by small things, like going to eat with your roommates, going to eat with your teammates. It's, a, it's small things, but small things make like big things and make you happy. So just about enjoying life and family, spending time with family, I think that's the most important thing for me.
1: Love it. Who are, who are you living with on the team?
2: So I'm living actually with Flamin Kante, Amy Otambul, AJ <laughs> uh, Okay.
1: Okay. Uh, How is that house? Is it crazy?
2: It's actually pretty nice. You know, like, we're actually four, but we really enjoy it. We spend a lot of time together, play games. So it's actually pretty good. Like, and I think, like, it creates, like, bounds. We're, like, more close to each other now because we live together. So I think it's actually a good thing for the team, even for the organization, because you just love spending time with those guys. And that's actually pretty good.
0: Luther, let's finish with this one. And I always like to do this, especially when we've got the younger Red Bull 2 guys. Tell me over the course of the next couple of years, where is Luther Archimed headed within this New York Red Bull organization?
2: Where am I headed? So that means what's my dream? Yep. So at the end of the day, I just want to prove myself, to prove what I can bring to the team. So just like finish the season strongly, get a chance to like, Show myself again because I don't think I did enough this year with the New Caledonia too just get my chance over to show everyone that I can do it. And then once I do it, it's just about going up and trying to gain some minutes and like do my things to help the team be better. I mean, like the team is already pretty good. We, I think we're gonna make the playoff I really think so. So. I just want like to be part of it. I just want to be part of this team because it's actually exciting to watch them play. So as a young player, you just want to be there, be, be there, even though you don't play, even though you play five minutes, even though you play 90 minutes. You just want to be part of this team and help them like be better. So just have a chance to show my value. And then once I do it, go up and do my thanks to the team.
0: Luther, this was great to be able to catch up with you. Um, the, the, the positive vibes that you're kicking off, I think they're going to carry me all the way through the rest of at least the day. Um, you know, I, with with everything bad that has taken place in the world over the course of the last 18 months to, to two years, to be able to spend some time and just get a real positive feel from someone is is great. Um, I, I look forward to seeing you continue here with this New York Red Bull 2 organization for the remaining part of this year and as you said start fresh next year i'm sure that would be a big one for you just kind of have a normal year so that people can see what you're all about and what you can do but but thanks so much for giving connor and i uh some time here today and best of luck the remaining part of the season
2: thank you guys nice awesome. and talk to you i really appreciate it
1: i think we need a monday more a regularly scheduled monday morning call with luther that's what i need i need a smile on my face every monday morning so this is what we're going to do from now on
0: Connor, I was just going to say, the next time that we do the podcast, which is every week, I would really appreciate it for you to be a little more upbeat. Because
1: <laughs> Luther's going to come in here and take my job, man. That's I right. know.
2: You're doing great. Continue. <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> uh, nice, little,
0: nice little ego boost for Connor at the end of the podcast. That is Luther Arshmed. Connor Laid. I'm Matt Harmon. want to thank all of uh, everyone here on the New York Red Bull Radio side of things for putting this one Um, together. Good episode. Look forward to seeing you Sunday at the home game with NYCFC coming to town. It's a one o'clock start. Steve Jolly and I on the air at 12 noon. As always, Red Bull Weekly brought to you by NJIT. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.